Hello and welcome to another episode of This Expert Live. And today I am calling in from a digital studio in Rio and I have another guest in the studio who I'm really excited about because we're going to talk about a topic that is very common for expats to struggle with. I'm talking to Sarah and Sarah moved from Hamburg to London in 2019 to live with her fiance. And in the first two years, she had zero friends, felt lonely, isolated and low. This is a situation I guess we've all been in at some point in our expat life. And once Sarah found out about coaching and applied all the tools that she learned about, Sarah's life changed. And now she's actually helping other expats who feel lonely and isolated to make friends and create connections in their lives so that they can overcome their loneliness and live a more fulfilled life. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Nice to be here with you. Yeah, I'm really happy that you're here because we've been talking to each other on LinkedIn for a little bit or at least following each other. And yeah. I saw you a while ago actually already on Instagram and I thought, oh, what Sarah does, I need to speak to her because this topic is so relevant for my coaches and for other experts. Because at some point yeah. with finding new friends, maintaining friendships from back home and even maintaining friendships that we created abroad when we move again. So I'm really glad that you're here. And if I'm not mistaken, I think you also call yourself the only uh, expat friendship coach. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I haven't come across anyone who is a friendship coach for expats. So I'm claiming to be the only one. Um, yeah. Unless anyone <laughs> finds another person, please send them my way. But yeah, so it's something I think friendship coaching generally is something that isn't very... Um, you know, well spread, like not many people are aware that there are actually people out there who can help you with their friendships. And then obviously expert friendship coaching is quite niche um, on top of, you know, just the general quite niche friendship coaching. So yeah, yeah it's um, definitely something that isn't very well known. And so this yeah. is why it's amazing to be able to speak to you and to be able to spread the word and actually you know, make people aware that there is that sort of help out there for them. Yeah, exactly. That's great. I can't wait to dive into our conversation. Uh, but before we start, uh, you moved to London. And are you currently calling in from London as well? I am. Yes, I am calling in from London, just outside of London, actually. But yeah, I am. Yeah, nice. And uh, can you share a little bit about your story? Because I already mentioned it in, in introduction, but what were some of the tools that you applied to, to find new friends yeah. and to go from feeling so isolated and lonely to having a thriving social network, I assume, now? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So like I said, or like you mentioned before, so when I moved abroad, I moved here for my partner and that was the only person I knew in the whole of England. So it was very lonely in the beginning and especially when my partner who grew up here kind of socialized with his you know, people, with his family and I didn't join sometimes. It was a very isolating experience to be kind of, you know, stuck at home and not having anyone to to talk to or to go out with and then I found coaching and the tools that I've applied were first of all to just realize that there isn't anything wrong with me so I think when I really when I moved here and I thought oh I you know I want to make friends but then there were so many barriers in the way of me actually going out and meeting people so some of them were 
things like I don't think I am friendly enough or funny enough or you know good enough for people to like me and I'm different I grew up you know in Germany not here in England so that means that we won't have many things in common so there were all of these kind of doubts or thoughts that I had about me not being likable not being good kind of friend material to people um which obviously wasn't the case and through coaching I was really able to first of all actually realize that this was was going this was what was going on for me that actually I had these thoughts because sometimes when we are in our brain in our world in our day-to-day life we feel like oh you know there's something going on but I don't really know what it might be like we feel some you know resistance or something but we don't quite we can't pinpoint where it's coming from so that was one thing that coaching really helped me to do to become aware of what was the the main cause of these feelings and then obviously to to work on them and to really understand that even if I haven't you know even if I didn't grow up here in England that doesn't mean that there aren't any parallels or any things that I might have in common with other people that I can relate to so really breaking down all of these thoughts really helped me to understand my brain was just feeding me you know thoughts and and things that aren't true and that really really don't serve me to go out and make friends so that was one thing and then really what I worked on a lot and what I work on with my clients a lot now is to help them to really accept themselves for who they are and not just accept themselves but really appreciate themselves for who they are but with all of the you know ups and downs and with everything that comes with it but if you don't do that then what happens is that you you want to make friends because you think that for example if I have a friend then that means that I'm likable for example right so I they I need them to do something for me like and that's an unconscious process right so that isn't like we consciously think, oh, I need a friend because then I think I'm likable. But it's that unconscious desire that we have. So when we work on really accepting ourselves beforehand, then we can make friends from a really unattached place and we can actually create a really healthy friendship with other people where we don't need anything from them or don't use them, quote-unquote, to make us feel good. So... That is another thing that I've really worked on myself to really accept and and give myself everything I need ahead of time and then make friends. And the other thing, you know, when you do this, when you really are in a place where you accept yourself and love yourself and appreciate yourself, if you then go out and meet someone who rejects you in any way, you know, maybe ghosts you after your, your first meetup or something like that, you won't take it personally as much potentially as you would if you weren't in this space so that's a really really important part I love this Sarah because everything you say I'm realizing oh I do the same thing with my coaches but just focus on other topics but um, I so wholeheartedly agree with everything you say especially those thoughts that we have that they aren't often true or you can at least choose your own thoughts and you can choose more certain thoughts and it applies to friendships as well because Actually, I've seen this with some of my coaches and also some of my students from my courses that we had a really open talk one day about how they find it difficult to meet new friends, but even to go into a room of strangers um, 
mm -hmm. really present themselves as someone to talk with because they had, yeah. we, we dove into their thoughts and then they realized, oh, actually, because what I'm thinking when I'm entering the big room with strangers is I'm not interesting enough to talk to anyone mm -hmm. or like who, who would yeah. want to talk to me? And so the energy that they then send out is already like, yeah, yeah, I'm probably not good enough to talk and uh, d don't come too close. And of course, then it's going to be difficult to make new friends because that's not the energy or the, the approach or the position that you want to have in making new friends. And we are often so not aware of these thoughts. Um, they happen unconsciously. They're so deeply rooted within us. So it's great that I, I think it's great that you're working on them with your, uh, with your clients. And uh, yeah, also, thank you. Yeah, also the, um, the accepting yourself who you really are. I think this is key in life for anything. And I have actually never thought about it uh, when it came to friendships. So mm. I saw it in relationships. I saw it in my own lives. Like the more you can accept yourself, the lighter everything feels because it's all within you anyway. There's no pushing away. There's no hiding. There's no trying to make things look better. It's just who you are. But I never thought about it with friendships, but you're so right. If you can accept yourself, you don't need to have, get anything out from the other person. Yeah. Even when we don't consciously try to do that, you know, it's still within us. So that is yeah. what, can you tell me a little bit more about how you uh, practically work on that, on that latter part of accepting yourself in those friendships? Yeah. So... I think, first of all, like I said, is, is the awareness. Like, the awareness is key. So finding out what you are thinking. And one um, exercise that I am doing regularly and that I'm offering to my clients to do is to do something called a thought download where you just literally take a piece of paper, a pen, and you set yourself an alarm for, like, five or ten minutes and you just write down everything that comes to your mind and you can... You know, use some prompts maybe to to guide you. So, for example, if I think about myself, this is what comes to mind. Uh, or if, if I would describe myself, this is how I would describe myself. Or I think I am dot, dot, dot. And everything that you think comes to your mind. And you are the purpose of this is to be really honest with yourself and not to... Um, edit anything out or to to think about it twice like just write down what comes to your mind because that will be an honest reflection of what is actually going on in your mind and if you are doing this exercise I can tell you already that there will be some things that you probably won't like and some things that you probably have some thoughts about and some judgments on but again the, the purpose of this is to become aware of what's going on and to be truthful with ourselves to see okay there is a thought in here in my brain that that I am not interesting and I don't want to think that and I know that this might not be true but this is something that there it is in in my brain you know hidden somewhere maybe but it is there so we need to be really honest with ourselves to find out what is there and then we can work on on um improving these thoughts so you can choose one of the thoughts that you might have written down so for example I'm not interesting enough for people to speak to me and then obviously the goal is to get to a thought to a place where you believe that you are interesting or that you have something interesting to share but the way to get there is not to all of a sudden you know jump to I am the most interesting person in the world because 
your brain is not going to believe that because where your brain is now is at I'm not interesting at all. So we need to find little step-by-step thoughts that can help you to get to the end result. So if you are currently at I'm not interesting at all, then you might can access and you need to check in with yourself how that lands for you and if it actually the way you know it works is if it creates a different emotion in your body. So if you feel like if I think I'm not interesting, like if that's my truth, I feel maybe, I don't know, defeated or, you know, I feel shy maybe to to say something. So if I want to go to I'm the most interesting person in the world, one thought that you can maybe try on the way to that end uh, result is maybe I can think of something interesting to say or I might have something interesting to say. So really just changing a slight, changing it slightly, changing maybe one word or adding one word to it might get you closer to the end result and might create a slightly different emotion. And maybe it is just a little bit less shy than before, but that's a, that's a, um, that's a win already, right? So any, any progress on that can help. And then it's just a matter of really practicing those new thoughts, believing in them. So if I now choose, I can come up with something interesting to say, let's think about what is some evidence that this is true. And then really finding out, oh, actually, in at the party like two weeks ago, I did come up with something interesting to say. So you can make a list of evidence, like why is this true? Where has it happened? Why could that be true because someone can come up with something interesting so it's really just finding those kind of letter thoughts that will guide you to that main big goal and then finding evidence along the way to make it really believable and and helpful for you yeah this is great this is exactly also the work i do with uh coaches on slowly changing their thoughts and also what i use for myself to believe that i'm uh, a good entrepreneur for example and that it's safe to yeah show myself on social media it is this is applicable for any part of your life and uh, I love how you approach friendships that way as well um I actually had yeah I was really curious about something um because you mentioned that you moved uh to London or or the UK for your partner and that you were really Mm -hmm. lonely um and that you basically had his circle but did you also have a job when you moved there? And if so, how did it work out for you finding friends in your professional networks? Yeah, that's a great question. So I moved here without a job. So when I moved here, I, I did have a job and a an apartment in Germany, which I rented out and I put my job on hold because I only wanted to trial out live in England for eight months. But then I moved here, everything worked out much better than or better than I thought. Um, so I moved here. I didn't have a job in the beginning. I did find a job um, after a month or two. Um, and it was interesting because, like you said, I did have my fiance's kind of circle of friends and, and family. And that w- that was an interesting topic because I never felt like they were my friends. So that was a m- big topic for me as well to really integrate in that circle and and allow them to like me like allow them to actually be my friends because I I put that boundary up because I told myself well they are his friends and not my friends so they can't be my friends you know yeah 
Yeah, but in terms of the job, so I did find a job and my my former job was actually really, really helpful in terms of me connecting with people and, and finding friends after I've started working on myself. So in the beginning, I I was still in this mindset of, you know, basically no one likes me and I can't make any friends. So the results was that I didn't speak to many of my colleagues. I was quite isolating myself at work. I didn't make any effort into really engaging or making any contact, making any friends. But then since kind of starting to work on these things and shift certain kind of mindsets and, and beliefs that I had, I was able to engage and actually made a really, really good friend at work, um, which was, yeah, really lovely. And really just by me opening myself up and, and being courageous and taking that step of, okay, I'm just going to talk to her and, and see how it goes. And I'm just going to message her and see how it goes so you know putting yourself out there knowing that whatever the reaction will be you're going to be fine and you have your own back really helped me yeah that's beautiful it's a good addition um mm. maybe do you have also some practical tips for people who are well let me apply it also to myself and i know this is also often the most difficult phase in expat lives when it comes to friendships yeah i just moved abroad to rio and i find I used to find myself in other times abroad saying yes to everything because I thought I need to make new friends. I need to create a social life. I know how important it is. So I'm just saying yes. I'm an ambivert, which means that I get my energy mostly from being alone at home and not always from big groups of, of people or uh, acquaintances, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, so nowadays I'm already taking it much easier. So I still say yes to things, but I schedule them a little bit more at the end of the afternoon, early evening. So I have the final hours of the day to myself. So I know myself and I apply that in how I find friends. But do you have any tips for people who are in this first phase of their expat life? They know they need to create a new social circle. They feel lonely, just like you felt before. But there's overwhelm mm -hmm. because everything is new and busy. Um, do you have any suggestions on how to navigate this, but also practical tips like where can you find friends and how can you find the right friends also? Yeah, I love that question. So I think, thank you for sharing that as well. And I think your your approach is, is perfect and exactly, you know, what I would really recommend is to find out like in in loads of different areas, you need to really be aware of who you are. So finding out how do you feel energized or what makes you feel energized so is it if you are spending time with other people you go away and you're like oh my god this was amazing like I can do all of the things now and I feel amazing and energized and great or is it I love spending time on the couch reading a book after work or something and that really energizes me so finding out and you might be in the middle as well so you know that it isn't like black or white sometimes um so finding out really what just make you feel energized what do you enjoy doing and then act accordingly and it is really finding a good balance that works for you individually there isn't a kind of general rule that you know we can all apply I think it is really what works for you and then you need to be able to feel confident and trust yourself to know yourself and to do the right thing for you and like you just said you know you know what's what works for you and so you plan accordingly and so if you listen to this and you feel quite overwhelmed in this current stage of life completely normal 
<clears throat> I would always recommend for you to find a good balance. So if you think, you know, I've got so much on my plate now, but I also want to make friends, then think about what is what is maybe something that is the priority at the moment. Like maybe there are some, like finding an apartment might be more urgent than making friends. So really understanding that you can prioritize certain things. There are certain things that are more urgent than others and other people, you know, other things can wait or other people can wait. So to to be able to allow yourself not to having to do everything at the same time I think is quite important as well and to just <clears throat> trust yourself that you will get to that one thing later on um in terms of making friends how and where and you know what kind of your ideal people again what matters is that you know yourself so for me <clears throat> sorry for me I really enjoy you know personal development I enjoy yoga I enjoy walks and nature so I know this about myself so if I want to make friends then I would look at play like in places where other people who might have similar interests would hang out so there could be for example a walking group a hiking group a I've got a dog maybe there's a dog walking group or yoga classes I wouldn't necessarily look into groups of people that go to a museum or that go out every Friday night to go for a party or whatever so really know yourself and then get creative and find out where you can meet people I do have a resource as well um, that you can find on my Instagram where you can it's a, it's a pdf document a pdf guide listing several places where you can meet people so that might be if you are in this stage now where you think I'd love to, but I just don't know where to start. You can have a look, download that, and maybe get some inspiration there. And also not to over, like, not, you know, if you want to make friends and you're currently already very overwhelmed, don't make making friends another thing on your to-do list that overwhelms you even more, right? Make it something light, make it something fun, maybe include it into something that you already do because the thing is we always think we have to do something extraordinary to make friends but actually really any contact with a person can be you know you making a new friend so it can be as easy as I'm going to have a, a chat with my local coffee shop lady and actually get to know her maybe we can go out for we find out we both are into yoga and we go out to yoga together you know so it can be really easy it doesn't have to be that big thing yeah, I love how you approach that. I really agree with it. And I'll, if it's okay, I'll link the PDF also in the show notes so people can. Yeah, have sure. Great. And I do have a few things to add because I, I wholeheartedly agree with everything that you said. Um, yeah. Personally, I also found like uh, you said, don't make uh, finding friendships another to do. Like if you're already overwhelmed, you need to know what to prioritize. I also believe that if you yeah. are an extrovert and you do need that social contact to uh, recharge your battery but you're just overwhelmed with work and finding a house, think creatively and ask yourself, okay, how can I still fulfill my social need without spending mm -hmm. every evening away? So what is the minimum that I need and how could I get it in a more creative way? I think it's good to challenge yourself also to think in another way, how you can still meet your, your needs. And maybe in that mm -hmm. overwhelmed phase, it is more difficult for uh, extroverts uh, to to meet their needs because they need a lot of social contact whereas I think you're also a bit more an introvert 
uh, we mm-hmm. we uh, are maybe a bit easier because we can just spend the evening home alone reading. A book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another, another thing that I also found, um, or two things actually, is that I'm a member of uh, Girl Gone International. This is a global network mm-hmm. of women around the world, uh, and in the Hague, where I lived before, they're pretty active. And I still see so often people writing, hey, I just arrived, who wants to go for coffee with me? But that group has women from 18 till 80 from all uh, countries with all kinds of interests. So whenever I see that, I always feel like, yeah, I don't feel like I'm being talked to or talked at. And Mm -hmm. so whenever you can make, if you want to go for a coffee with strangers, be more specific on who you want to meet. Um, I feel it's just like yeah. dating or on the apps. If you, you know, see that profile of a guy or a girl who says like, oh, I like going out for food. I like dogs. I like hanging out with friends. Basically, this person likes everything. It is very vanilla yeah. and you don't feel that spark. You don't feel like, oh, this is the right guy for me. It's just like, okay, it's a nice guy. But if you find someone who loves hiking and hates going to the museums and, um, uh, loves to read a book with you and, and make food at home and uh, also loves that weird TV show that you watch, you're right away like, oh yeah, this is me as well and we could do those things together. And I believe it's the same with friendship. So if you are looking on the internet to find your friends, be specific. And it's probably going to mean that you're going to reject like a few people, like they're going to feel like, okay, you're not the right person for me. But for other people, you're going to be the person to hang out with. And those connections, I believe, are the ones that you want to have. Uh, so that is another yeah. thing I would add. And also my own experience, I uh, reached out on Girl Gone International one day about like, hey, I just quit my job and I started my own business. Does anyone want, want to hang out? Because I miss having colleagues. And no one in that group had written that before. So I assumed there was very little interest. Within one week, we had a group of 35 women. And so if I hadn't reached out, like no one, uh, I wouldn't have found anyone because everyone was waiting yeah. for someone else to, uh, to say that basically. So don't assume that if you don't find your group or the thing that you want to do, that it isn't there or that there's no interest. Uh, just express yourself and what you want. And you, I think you'll be surprised with how many people will respond to you and how quickly you will find your tribe. Yeah, I love that and completely agree. Yeah, I think, you know, finding out who you are and then really presenting that into the world by, for example, being very specific when you put something out there, that is, it's, yeah, great advice. And I think that will, like you said, really help you to find those people that you are looking for, not these, you know, vanilla sort of wishy-washy kind of things. So completely agree with that. And the second point that you said, you know, if, if you don't, maybe I think sometimes people maybe you know they live in a more remote sort of area and they think oh well there isn't anything about you know where I can meet people maybe create something like you said because you might be surprised who is actually interested in that and didn't have just didn't have the courage to maybe put it out there in the world so yeah yeah, completely agree nice yeah good good addition so be the leader basically is always what I say yeah um and maybe to uh, round this interview up, like I would also love to talk to you about uh, maintaining old friendships, the ones that you have back home or perhaps with friends that you met abroad and then you moved against and they're still somewhere else. How do you, well, first of all, what is your experience with maintaining these older friendships and how do you maintain them? Yeah, that is such an important question. So 
it is, I just want to say, friendships change. And I think we all have to realize that and normalize that because if we don't, we might have, we might have ending, we might end up having very unrealistic expectations that really just disappoint us or, you know, that, that hurt us along the way. And that's not to say that every friendship changes to the extent that we don't stay in touch anymore. But I just want to normalize that there will be changes, especially if, you know, we maybe move from our home country somewhere different, we will have a different sort of life, the expat life, and people back home will not have that same experience. So we will change, they will change, the friendship changes. And I think that is normal and that is to be expected and that's okay. And that doesn't mean that we can't stay in touch and we can't stay connected. So for me, um, my friends back in Germany, I still very much feel connected to them, but that isn't because we see each other every day or we speak every day or you know we do anything extraordinary, but it is because of me putting in the effort to feel connected to them no matter what so I really actively work on creating that connection and because if we think about a friendship or a connection a friendship really is just the thoughts that we have about someone right there isn't it's not like me you and then this weird thing in between it is me my thoughts about you and you and you thoughts about me and that is what a connection is what a friendship is and so if we think about it that way then we can really influence how our friendship how our connection is with someone because we can influence how we think about that person so I feel very connected because I think about how much these people have gone through with me how well they know me how much we have experienced together and even though I've been living abroad for five years now we haven't had you know weekend trips away or whatever as much as we used to I still choose to focus on the things that we have together or have had together that still make me feel connected to them um and another friend actually the work friend that I've um, mentioned before she was an expert or she is what well, no she was an expert and she moved back to her home country and that was sort of in the beginning of when I started really working on these things myself and what happened really was that she moved and we really lost touch and we kind of lost that connection and I think it depends also on how deeply connected you are with a person before these big changes happen like moving abroad or, or moving away because if you've just met that person maybe two three weeks ago and then they move the likelihood of that create um connection you know being maintained to the same extent might be relatively low so I think it depends also how connected you are but another thing to add because I see that happening a lot is people you know, they, they might move abroad and they know I'm going to move again in six months. So where's the point of me, you know, making friends and going out now? Yeah. And I I hear that a lot and I understand their way of thinking. But what I just want to offer, if this is you or if you know anyone, it really, connection happens in an instant, right? Like if I meet someone and I have a conversation, I don't even have to speak to them. I can feel connected to them knowing things about them so maybe I found them on a friendship app like Bumble for friends or whatever I saw their profile like you said earlier because they were so detailed I already feel connected to them yeah. so I meet up with them and I maybe have a really nice chat and even 
it, it depends what you want to focus on. Do you want to focus on, yes, I will, I will leave in six months, or do you want to focus on, but we will have six months to have a really great time together? And so don't ever use the circumstances you're in against yourself, but actually use them for what you want to achieve. And if it is connection, then go out and, and feel connected. You get, you get to feel connected by choosing specific thoughts about someone. And that is always accessible to you, no matter what the time frame is or, you know, what, what circumstance you're in. I love this. And it's actually something that I heard a lot from uh, the people that, I got sometimes Instagram messages or coaches who said like, oh, I've been living here for six years. I had great friends, but now everyone moved. And I'm just so tired of investing in relationships. It's funny because I couldn't really relate to that because I never had that problem, maybe because I was the one who was always moving earlier. Mm. But also I feel like my friendships aren't limited to location. So I have this, the majority yeah. of my friends live abroad, not in the Netherlands. And sometimes that can be difficult, like when you move back in the pandemic, you know. Um, but I really see myself as a global person and my friendships are everywhere. And it just means that when I'm not in the same location, the frequency is just a little bit lower, but they're still my friends. And and I don't feel yeah. defeated in finding new friends. I, I recognize my needs and maybe there is some like, oh, are they going to leave me again? Maybe that would come up at some point. But I would overcome that and change my thoughts, mm. like you say. And really not, I love how you say, like, not use the, let the circumstances uh, be against you in a way, but actually use them to your advantage. Yeah. And I think this is applicable to anything in life. Like, you are dealt with certain cards in life and you can't always change them. And that's just how it is. But don't let them, uh, yeah. yeah, work against you in some way. Yeah, it always depends on on what story you tell yourself, right? You can tell yourself a nightmare about something or or a fairy tale, you know, and you really get to choose what story you tell yourself about the the life that you're having at the moment. And yes, just to add one more thing, when you said many people experience that, right? It's that constant, I put in the effort, I put in the time, I I am vulnerable, I build something and then they leave me. Yeah. if that like I understand that I understand it is it can be draining it can feel like I'm burned out creating connections but at the same time it's it's us again choosing to think like okay once they move nothing is gonna I I don't feel any connection there out of my life and that isn't the case that doesn't need to be the case like you said you know you have friends in different locations that is possible so it isn't like they're gone forever and that was a complete waste of time because it wasn't you will reconnect somewhere in another part of the world again, and then it will probably be the yeah. same, having not experiences to share beforehand. And also, I like what you say about the, the the story that you tell yourself. Like in this case, I think the people that I spoke with, they told the stories like, "Oh, it's it's not worth investing in this because they're going to leave me again, and what's the point?" But you can also say, "Okay, yeah. I get the chance to meet wonderful new people and to add them to my network. Like I'm really excited to yeah. start." And that's already, like you said, such a different emotion uh, attached to it. Yeah. So I really like what you say about changing your story um, and how important this is also for friendships. Yes, absolutely. There, I could talk to you for an hour more because this is a topic yeah. I enjoy and I really, really appreciate your perspective on it because it really resonates with how I work as well. Um, yeah. I always ask my question, my uh, interviewees one final question before uh, we uh, enter conversation. And that is, uh, what is your number one hack to make living abroad easier? Yeah. 
So what I would offer is to trust yourself. I think trusting ourselves to find out who we are, what we want and what is important to us and um, trusting ourselves to try out to fulfill that in many different ways and trusting ourselves that the the path that we choose, the actions that we take, the decisions that we make are right for us in that moment. And if they don't feel right, to work on making them right, right? There is never a right decision. It's always just a decision we make right. So if you get to trust yourself, I think you will have so much more possibilities and, and abilities to enjoy your life as opposed to doubting yourself and doubting whatever you do all the time because you will never get to a stage where you actually feel fulfilled and where you really enjoy your life because you will always doubt was that the right thing was it the right time did I do this right so yeah trusting yourself I love this one <laughs> thank you for sharing. <laughs> um if people want to know more about you and how you work or maybe start working with you where can they find them uh, sorry where can they find you Yeah, so they can find me on Instagram. I'm probably most active on Instagram, um, which is friendships.abroad. And they can also have a look on my website, which is friendshipsabroad.net. And you will find all the information, all the links. I offer a free consultation call to have a chat and um, discuss how we could work together. So you can book one. All the links are on Instagram, on my website. So, yeah. Wonderful. I will also add the link to the PDF you mentioned before to the show notes. So yeah, can it directly. And Sarah, thank you so much for all the nuggets of wisdom that you shared, the different approach to connection, to friendships, and for the practical tips also that people can start applying right away in their expat life. I really enjoyed this yeah. talk and uh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me.